Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i am all in With Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Okay. Hi, everybody. Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast. We are graced with the presence of one of the, uh, you know, the best actors working out there. He's an extremely versatile actor. Uh, Scott Cohen played Max Medina on Gilmore Girls, as you know. Um, listen, pal, you know I love you. Yeah. Okay. But I am not happy with Max Medina. It's the first time I'm watching the show. I didn't look. And I don't know if it's me or if it's just Luke that's having this reaction. But why do you think this is bothering me so much? 
I mean, besides the obvious I would, reasons. I would say that it's Luke. I mean, you know, there was competition <laughs> from the very beginning. It was like, uh, you know, they put, they, 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 they didn't, they met us head to head before everything kind of uh, fell apart for Max and, mm-hmm. and, and went the way of Luke. It, um, I mean, it's, it's to the point, it got to the point where there is, you know, team Max, team Luke, like online. I mean, you always win, obviously. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's intense. It's like, a, it's, it's a, it's a big competition. For Laura, for Lorelai's love, it it is for um, Lorelai's attention. Okay, so here's here's the big question. I mean, not as Max, but as but as Scott. Did you ever think that it was inappropriate to date to date a a a mom of a student? No, I don't think so. Um, you mean like playing the character or like... No, as you, uh, Scott Cohen, do you think it's inappropriate? Yeah. I that do not situation. Think it's, I, I absolutely do not think it's inappropriate. I think, you know, if you fall in love with somebody, you fall in love with somebody. It doesn't matter kind of what the situation is. I mean, you know, you, there there are things that you have to kind of negotiate. You know, you can't, uh, obviously, you know, you can't play favorites and, um, you know, you you... you you can't take, you can't exploit the relationship with a student, you know, for the mother, uh, that's problematic, which, you know, uh, I think they, um, that, that didn't happen, um, specifically, but there was uh, kind of, you know, there was a little bit of dealing with Rory in a way to get to Lorelai, that kind of thing, which I thought, you know, that could be a problem. Um, but, but you never saw it in relationship to other students, but in reality, uh, that's that those are problems but i don't think it's it's a it's an issue to to date the mother of a student i think um i mean interestingly enough i think what happens in you know as a teacher especially i think that the, you're if you're a good teacher you spend more time with a parent maybe like uh, you know than you might in, you in a bar somewhere or something i mean and you get so intimate with people it's like doing a movie you get so into or, or a tv show you get so intimate with people you know the, those are the people that you meet you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's uh, so I think it's kind of maybe a natural um, growth out of out of out of out of being a teacher. I mean, I get it. I get you, the do, do you disagree completely? <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> I could change my mind. <laughs> I could change what I say. You know, I put myself in Rory's shoes as a sixteen-year-old. Okay, and you know, my math teacher calls. And I'm falling a little bit behind and he calls my mom and he, or no, yeah. he, he, he calls me and he, 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 you know, we're talking and he say, listen, you know, your outburst in class, not appropriate, but we can catch you up. And I know you're yeah. late. You missed the test, blah, blah, blah. Right. Cause that's what yeah. happened in the show. Uh, and then he says, Scott, would you mind uh, putting your mother on the phone? Right. And I said, yeah. oh boy, I'm in real trouble now. So I, you know, I run upstairs and I get on the other phone. And right. I listen in and uh, he says, you know, uh, I, uh, I, uh, what is the word you used? We- is this what actually happens in the show? Yes. No, I, I totally, no I, you left a message. You left a, I you, totally forget this. You left okay. a voicemail on, on Lorelai's home answering machine. Okay. That said, you know, cause Lori missed, uh, uh, Rory missed the test. She wasn't allowed to take the test. She flipped out in class. She got in Eliza's face. She got in Chad Michael Murray's face. Um, and you asked her to leave, go to the library. Wait, you, you missed the test. You cannot take the test. You were late. I, we don't I, care about yes, the excuses. I, 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 yes, I yes. do remember this. Yes, yes, yes. And then, um, 
And then there was that big scene in uh, uh, Headmaster Charleston's office where, where where Lauren comes in and just, you know, just tears him a new one and refers to him as El Duce. And they and he's cool as a cucumber and just says, listen, the rules are the rules. Maybe she shouldn't be here. She doesn't have to be here. She doesn't have to go to Harvard, so on and so forth. But the rules are the rules. And she could... She, so he he bent a little bit and told you that she can take the test uh, or she can do some extra credit work. And that was the message you were leaving for her. You can take some extra credit. And you were th- it, you said, this message is for Rory. And I talked with the dean and he, or the headmaster, and he said, you can take some extra credit and get caught up. And we're going to get you in a place where you should be anyway. And by the way, if your mother's listening... Laurel, I really enjoyed our encounter. Oh I hope it happens again. Okay, well, I, I definitely thought. Listen, I just thought, wow, wow. Okay, so, 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 that's, let me rephrase what I just said. That's ballsy. The, the question. <laughs> wait a minute. You caught me. So the question was whether I think Scott Cohen thinks it's a problem, but obviously Max Medina was a little kind of, you know, he, he, he exploited the phone call a little bit, um, but he did it innocently. He, he, you know, that was Max Medina's way. He, you know, it, it was, it was convenient to talk to Lorelai if he had, if he was leaving a message for Rory, but he's busy. He didn't have time to leave a separate message. Yeah, exactly. He's got to leave it on there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's a problem, though. I mean, I, I, that's the drama of the show, really. I mean, for Max Medina, at least. I think that's part of the drama, which, le- which somehow, I mean, I think that does play a part in what Lorelai's decision in the end becomes. It's, you know, this whole kind of, like, uh, confluence of relationships. I mean, I don't know what was in Amy or, or Dan's mind, but, you know, that... Uh, that there was a that there was um, those issues were were prevalent for for Lorelai that you know might have led to you know not being sure about what to you know to be with Max or not so that maybe that was really part of the the whole thing. That's why she left Hartford. She couldn't get away with that stuff at the country club, right? Right, right. Yeah, come to the small town and just sort of right, exactly corrupt exactly. the place. There you go, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, with all her glory and yeah, intelligence exactly. and sparkle yes. of personality, sure. Right. Poor innocent Max Medina. So, so you're the victim. Okay. All right. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Scott, what? <laughs> Scott, Scott, what's with the touching? Well, there was a lot of touching. What? What? <laughs> There's a lot of touching. This is 20 years ago, man. A different time. For me, it's been forever. I never saw it. I even, wasn't even aware. But you, you, touch. my friend... You know, we got to talk about the touching because the touching, I mean, you were like, you were rubbing her elbow with your thumb. This is, this is with Lorelai. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, this was, this Max Medina's charm. I mean, you know, he was in love with Lorelai. He was, you know, any, any way he can get close to her, he would get close to her. Man, boy, did you ever, I mean, talk about a full court press. Nice, man. You were going in. You were going to the hoop. Strong. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I don't think you'd be allowed to do that these days. No. I mean, I think you, you would. You would need permission to, you know, to kind of create that. But right. I, I think that. I mean, I do think that that. I, I don't think it was. 
manipulation. I think that it was, you know, um, you know, Max's honest feelings about Lorelai. And, you know, he really fell deeply in love with her and just really wanted to be close with her in, in <clears throat> any way that he can. And if she accepted it, then, you know, um, it was all good. It was not, you know, it right. was not an issue. And so, she defended um, very well. I mean, she... She denied you, denied you, denied you. This is not yes. a good idea. My daughter's, you know, she, she, you know, right. she, she walked the the high road, if you will. But man, you just the rubbing thumb on the, I mean, you just I, kept, yeah. you just kept, I, kept going. I said there is, there, there is no high road. <laughs> There's no high road. What's the high road? What's, what's the high road? What am I talking about high road? <laughs> <laughs> No, I guess I, you know, I, I, to me, it was all just about his, you know, his, his, uh, his desire and his, his, um, his, his lust for her and, uh, right. which he felt was real. It was real for him. It was totally real for him. I, I mean, I guess it was real for her too mm-hmm. until it, it, it wasn't, you know, until she felt like it wasn't. I don't even remember if there was a reason. Was there a reason that that she left, or or you're not even up? To I'm that not yet. there yet. No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All I, well, all, all we're dealing with text, right text now. Me, is, out. I haven't moved past the touching. It's driving me yes. crazy. Okay. It's keeping me up at night. That uh, was in in the in the in the in the diner scene. In your in yes. your diner. In yes. your diner. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't in my diner. No, you oh, met her. No, diner? you met her in Hartford. She was taking an, uh, some classes at the local college there. Okay, and she okay. said maybe we can meet for coffee at a certain place at 3 p.m. Right, okay, or 4 right, p.m., okay. whatever it was. Okay. So it's there. And you you were rubbing her arm. And she didn't look at you when you started doing it or look down. She just sort of looked out. And I could tell she was shocked by it and that not a lot of men had been touching her in that mm. way. And I, I got the feeling she kind of liked it. And then you did it again. Uh, after you were telling the story of your uncle. And how you would have, you would have gotten to her much sooner in the show if you had done the same thing as me. The, the show would have been cut. Like, it would have been a three year three year show as you know, opposed to a that, seven year. That's show. why I'm so worked up about it. Because why didn't I do that? It just took you a long time, and it was all. and it was more appropriate too. Because it was like I'm not I'm not Rory. Well, I was Rory's father's figure, but I can rub a little bit. Why can't I rub? Everyone can rub. I see. You, see, that's why that's what makes you Scott Cohen because you made those choices as the character. And you won her heart. And the second time you rubbed her, she looked down at your thumb and then she smiled. She liked it. She She liked liked you. So so I got her. her. My favorite scene. Are you, are you, are you up to the, where we, where we talk at the door where I guess she lights me in? Not there yet. We're at Cinnamon's Wake where you, uh, the cat died, Babette's cat died and you come for the date and she's not there. And then she sees you and comes over and says, sorry, we got to read. We got to, we got to reschedule and you, and then you, the master of your craft say, maybe, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. I really like you, Lorelai, but I don't want to waste your time and this kind of a thing. And then you sort of walk off and she's like, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 we can do it again. And, and you said, and you make the decision of like, well, okay, we can, we can try this again. Um, but okay. So here's, here's the deal. So you made that choice as the actor, Scott, to have Max rubbing. Where did that come from? Did you talk about that with Lauren before? Or no. did you just lay that on her? 
No, I mean, I, I just, I just did it. I mean, I think that Lauren, um, who I experienced as a very accepting, uh, um, actor, you know, I mean, if you knew your lines when you walked in and, 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 uh, didn't really, um, waste a lot of time, she was, you know, she allowed you to just be who you were. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's, you know, that I, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't, I don't think, um, I think maybe if we kissed, I think there was a, maybe a conversation, um, but you know, not too much. And, uh, and I think we were in bed once that might've been a conversation, but this, no, this was just, um, to devastating effect. I've, I've never, I've never been asked this question before. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit stumped. I think it's just, you know, it, it, it is for me, you know, it, it's interesting because the whole, the whole show that started for me, I don't know what your process was, but like when I, I, I was offered like three episodes. Right. And, um, and at that time now it's like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I got, I would get that money at that time. It was like, that's, that sucks. Um, and the, uh, and I actually said no for a long time. Like I didn't want to do it. I was like, I don't really want to do this. And, and then I I saw Lauren at a um, at some kind of like uh, publicity thing for this thing that I did, and and she was just so fantastic and and fun, and um, and I was like, you know what, I think this could be really fun to do, and um, and so so I took it, and there was there was such like an um, a welcoming kind of sensibility from Amy and Lauren to when I got on set that. It, uh, it it allowed me just to really be free and not not feel kind of burdened by any kind of what I'm supposed to do or mm -hmm. um, and so it I, I just felt free and and I have to say I mean I don't I don't think I feel that way you know I'm not I don't, it, it's it's um, not something that uh, not that that particular thing but you know feeling that kind of freedom on a set doesn't come you know every day so you know I, that's one of the reasons. I remember it as such a lovely experience and, right. and uh, besides the, 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 the fandom of it all um, mm. and being recognized for it, like just, you know, and 20, this is what it's, uh, tw you know, 20 years later, right. tw 21 years. It's crazy, man. It's right. like, um, anyway, you want me to read you? I'm going to read you the voicemail. I'm going to take okay. you back. Here we go. This is the voicemail you left in episode four, the deer hunters. On on Lorelai, uh, Lorelai's uh, uh, answering machine. Hi, this is a message for Rory. It's Max Medina calling. I just wanted to say that I talked to Headmaster Charleston, or Il Duce, as he is more affectionately known at the Gilmore household, and he's agreed to let you do some extra credit work to make up for the missed test today. Uh, now, I'm not sure what extra credit work uh, it is going to be, but uh, it probably will be time-consuming and extremely painful. Uh, it will, however, such a sadist. It's, uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, it will, however, get you back to where I think you rightfully belong. Rory, don't lose heart. Make this work. And if your mother is listening, Lorelai, it was a pleasure encountering you. <laughs> I hope it happens again. Anyway, see you in class. Bye. That's well, you know, I think, that, I'll, I'll, I, I think that that's brilliant writing. So, so what, what to me, that's really about, um, uh, Max is, is able, Max knows Lorelai's 
like she, he he got a glimpse of of who she was and one that she probably would be on the phone right listening and on this you know and two um or listening to the to the to the, the recording um and that and that he knew that um that the fun of meeting her was going like it was going to go someplace and so so i to me that's actually a really innocent kind of you know i mean for lack of a better word charming kind of conversation but it's mainly focused on on rory i also think that max medina would have been and i'm i actually don't know maybe this did happen but i think he would have been quick to quit that job um if rory needed if, if rory needed him to be separate from uh from their life. I think that he would have been, he would have found someplace else to go. I think Lorelai was much more important than his work. Extremely honorable statement. Boy, does that, wow. Okay. That, that almost stops the train dead in its tracks there. Wow. You're good. You're good. Scott Cohen. You're good. (laughs) Because I'll tell you, because man, that one move. And even back then, I'm not just saying because of today, uh, how things are, but even back then, I mean, did you ever consider when reading it and rehearsing it and doing it that, my God, I am placing Chilton in in legal hot water. I am placing Rory in a very precarious position with her classmates who are already uh, showing uh, aggression toward her, um, you know, as the new kid, as, you know, somebody who's attractive and super intelligent and... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you noticed that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that I think that Max Medina, you know, if there's a if there's a, a flaw to his character, it was that Lorelai really was. Um, she took precedence, so right. so it's not, it wasn't it wasn't. Um, I don't think he did think about those things. I think that he probably. I mean, I think he did think about them slightly, like don't do like don't go this far, don't go this far, but. Um, I don't think it was at the forefront of his mind. I think at the forefront of his mind was that he met this woman that he was really falling in love with and, and, and just that, um, and wanted to be with her. You know, I just, this is the, I think the reason I'm having such a visceral, visceral reaction to all this is because I've never seen it before. And I never realized that Amy threw so many, um, serious contenders, uh, into the ring with her. And that she was deeply considering, and and you know, just from what I've been hearing about the 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 lifeline of your uh, uh, relationship on the show with her, uh, is that it was very serious. And um, you know, I just never realized that it was so real, and it was so real for her and for her character, and that you guys, you know, were just about together. I mean, you were; it was happening. Um. And I remember reading all the scripts, and I knew it. Uh, but seeing it is is a different experience. It's a very powerful experience for me because of you know all these feelings are coming up, all these sort of uh, you know I was getting a little do jealous. And but do you feel? I'm just curious. Do you feel like that in the in, in at the end of like you end up with her in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you feel like that you're you're uh, as uh, as Luke that you're your worthiness of Luke that it went through this kind of, right. uh, you know, this crucible of, of, of other men and, you know, that you ended up, you know, that you were successful in the end. I mean, I, you know, you're probably 
that's a really good question. And nobody's ever asked me that question before. Uh, not that this is about me, it's about you, but you asked me the question, so I'm going to, I'm going to consider it. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe there was something in him that she was too classy, too educated, too, too smart for him, too on top of everything that he would never have a chance. He's just a small town guy. Uh, and he doesn't have big aspirations. You know, he's not, yeah, I think there was some insecurity there, some deep insecurity that he couldn't handle or, or make happy a woman who was so obviously spectacular. It was, she was just a, a, a bright light in that town. Not, not that, you know, that w there weren't other bright lights in that town, but she was like, really like you put her anywhere and it's like, wow. Um, that's so interesting. You know, it's like, it's really a credit. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure like, uh, that Amy left after six seasons or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the, mm -hmm. the last season. Yes. Right. But I mean, I would imagine, you know, that the development of character over seven years of the entire time, it's such, it's such a credit to them, Amy and Dan to kind of reach a point of, you know, that there was great humility in the idea of small town love that there was this really, um, I mean, and, and you see that throughout the entire show, like small town really created, right. you know, such, um, camaraderie and community and all this kind of stuff. But you know, that, that small town love wins in the end because it really is an emblem of what real love can and should be. Right. It's not something, you know, you don't need to be, um, you know, it, it, everything kind of falls to the wayside, whether it's being, you know, fancy and elegant and, and, and intellectual or, you know, what really matters is that you have feelings for somebody mm -hmm. and that that's, that's, that's sharing, that sharing is, uh, is, is of the utmost importance, which is, I mean, it's pretty interesting that Amy and Dan, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're so good at it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think, you know, now that I think about it, another element is, uh, he probably, was protect Luke was probably protecting himself against any potential breakup, and he, you yeah. know, he, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation when you're younger. I, I've I've been in a couple of those where it's like I don't know if I could handle losing her, so yeah, I don't you, really want to be terribly aggressive. Yeah, you don't I don't commit. feel like yeah. I deserve her anyway, and yeah. she's gonna dump me. Uh, she's yeah. gonna find me out, and then I'll be yeah. just a wreck. You know, right. so there's that. Right. Right. So interesting perspective. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, but but the, this is the touching. God, the touching. Oh, oh my. I watched it over and over again. I was up late at night. <laughs> I, like, I wonder if there, there must be a gif out there about uh, <laughs> of me touching her. I'm sure there I, is. I was learning. I was... Uh, and if not, I'm sure there will be now. I tried it on my wife and she, she hit my hand away. She goes, what are you doing? Get off of me. I said, I'm Max Medina and you, isn't it working? I'm Scott, I'm Scott Cohen you. <laughs> I'm Scott, yes. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. 
Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess the 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again, the First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances, and the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Chris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so you weren't given any direction for the touch. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Oh, no, not the touch. That was you. I think so. I think, yeah, yeah. uh... I mean, I I might have been given, I don't really remember a lot of direction ever. Right. um, But I'm sure Amy directed a lot. Yeah. Uh, not everybody directed. Um, I, I, the only, the only other person I really remember directing is Michael Cattleman, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, who I worked with not too, not too long ago, um, who I loved. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think I don't, I don't think so. Well, not to get remember. too actory here, but the reason I'm I'm focused in on the touching is it, it you know Chekhov Anton Chekhov talks a lot about the psychological or I'm sorry Michael Chekhov the great teacher the the cousin or the nephew of Anton uh, talks a lot about the psychological gesture 
and how you should trust it. And that, to me, that is the, 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 the manifestation of the psychological gesture. That is the perfect psychological gesture, which is what makes you Scott Cohen, which is why you get the jobs, you know, with all of the big people and the big movies. And because you're, you trust that you go with that. So maybe there's a little actor jealousy, like, damn it, that guy's good, you know, to do that because that's a detail you know, that's one of those details that riles people up, but it, it enhances a scene and, and, it, and it says so much without, you know, you having to say anything. You're just rubbing that elbow. You're just rubbing well, it. Well, Scott, it, I, ha- it. I have to say, I, I am so flattered that you say this and I'm not, I'm really not joking um, because, you know, you, you go through life um, never really knowing what your uniqueness uh possibly is i mean as, as actors you know we really just go from from job to job audition to audition and you know you work hard and most of the time it's working by yourself because you know you, you're either you know on tape or you're you know even when you're shooting a, a tv show or a movie you rarely get like 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 uh, uh uh gilmore girls you rarely get that moment where you really understand how to you know that you're you know uh interacting with somebody um so uh I thank you for that because that really means a lot that, mm. that someone else is seeing um, something that's kind of unique to me and um, that it just means a lot. So thank you. For You're that. welcome. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a bold choice. It's something that just happened in your research and in, in, in the scene with, with Lauren and, you know, a lot of actors wouldn't have gone for it. They would have thought about it maybe, but they wouldn't have done it. Or they would have asked permission and then it would have become sort of awkward and, and not organic. You know what I mean? So it's, I mean, you just did it. It was just so, so let me ask you this. Uh, yep. I'm only five episodes in. What should I prepare for here? Am I going to lose my I mind? don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I actually, I've only seen a couple of scenes from all the episodes. I don't think I watched after... I was in it mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's, there's the big, big scene at the end um, of his, you know, where he, he asks her to marry her. Um, and it's, <sighs> I think the show, the show is called a thousand daisies or oh. something like that. Um, and he buys her all these daisies and uh, she's like in this, and she, I think, I think she accepts in that. And then I don't even remember how, how she, how she doesn't marry me. I, whether, I don't know if there was a wedding. I don't think there was a wedding and she doesn't come. I forget exactly how that turned out. Well, um, we're gonna and then I remember, out. yeah, anyway. Yeah. And then I remember, talk, I remember over the years, you know, over those, those few years talking to Dan and Amy, you know, they were going to bring me back and then that never happened. And then, um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And you're in New York right now, right? You, 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 you I'm in up, up, upstate New York. Oh, you are. Oh, and you've been there since uh, the pandemic started, maybe, or? Yeah, well, we yeah, I got uh, actually in the in just as the pandemic was starting, I got uh, rid of my apartment in New York. Oh, really? Um, mainly because we were not spending that much time there, and then and we didn't want to really uh, pay for it anymore, so we um, so we gave it up. But then the and the, and and at the same time, the pandemic hit, so it was like kind of normal right. that we wouldn't be there, right? Um, 
and you know now if i work there it's it's a bit of a uh, an issue like i have to find a place to stay usually but it's mm-hmm. um but i'm up here in, in the country and it's fantastic and i love it right 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 uh there's a, yeah there's a lot to be said i i sold my house in la too and we went out a little bit to the country I, well i wouldn't say country but we of california yeah we yeah oh, cool. we didn't we didn't make it out of California, but uh, we still may. Um, are you? You're from back east, though, aren't you? Yeah, I'm from uh, Philadelphia. I was born in Philadelphia right. and right. grew up right. in South Jersey. Yeah, and I spent you know a lot of my summers in 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 New York City because my sister was uh, living with somebody there and married to somebody there. So we we would go up every summer. I'd go up every summer in high school and just spend the summer up there with her. Let's get back to this uh, uh, this this role that you played that has, has 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 had this sort of this nuclear bomb in my life. So when you first got the script, did you have um, any kind of misgivings? And you may have addressed this already about a, a teacher uh, dating a mom. Did you have any kind of thoughts you could put Chilton in jeopardy? Did you have any kind of thoughts about mm. what this could do to Rory? You know, because that's the thing that I'm I'm responding to. Yeah, so. you're responding to. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, not. I mean, th- when I got the script, all I really saw was the romance. Hmm. That's that's what I really saw. I mean, hmm. I maybe I should have seen more of the children thing. Maybe that would have been a little bit more kind of. Uh, but you know, there were never any scenes between me and and the headmaster, except in that in the office. And and it, I think if they were if if they had written scenes for me right. to take me out of the relationship and put me in the school more, you know, to you know to deal with that like a like a friend that you're talking to that's like don't do this, right? Um, then I think I would have thought about it a little bit more. But um, there was nothing in the script that was that was telling me to um, to do anything other than what the romance was dictating. Mm-hmm. I love the fact. That ultimately, what we discussed today was your love of her, and it was a romantic ideal. It was the one. She was the one. And you came on here, brave soul that you are. And, you know, you truly were a rival. You were a real rival. I mean, this was serious. that That was never talked about. That was never talked about. It wasn't talked about like I was a rival or that was never in any direction. It was never right. any like the writer, you know, uh, Amy never, uh, 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 at least with me, she might have talked about it with the writers. Like there might have been like this is the rivalry. We're going right. to set this up. But never as a direction like this is a this is an issue. I mean, we did. Are you up? Did did we go head to head yet? We no, but I now I, I that scene just popped into my head where we're standing yeah. in her foyer. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and we but are going that, head to head. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that just one scene? I think yeah. we just had that one scene. I think that was you it. know so. Yeah, so I mean that's the only time we really you know. Um, right. And I'm I'm curious. I wonder if there was any kind of dialogue that was about Luke. You know, uh, I don't think so, but I don't remember. Anyway, that wasn't that was that was set up by writing, not necessarily by, you know, performance. I right, think, right, which is better because because then I'm not I'm not thinking about the competition. I'm thinking about just Lorelai. I'm just thinking about like that's the goal. The goal is Lorelai. But the competition plays out in the writing of it, not not in the uh, you know if if you're constantly playing like the jealousy, mm-hmm. then you're not you're not really playing the romance the romance, which ends up being what people I think become attracted to mm-hmm. i agree with you because i think in the in the foyer scene i was playing 
fear and insecurity and really being threatened. I mean, I really sensed that this was going to go bad for me and that I was going to lose her. So I do, I do remember that. But of course you cover and you try to be the tough guy. She's mine. And this is what I do for her. And you can't do that for her. I mean, it was, it was, it was schoolyard childish stuff, but it's, it's, there we are. Um, Yeah, there we are. Exactly. There we are. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars anyone can win relationships matter and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the Mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting Mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to do a little thing called rapid fire. You ready for this? All right. All right, here we go. I know. How do you take your coffee? Uh, With cream. Uh, Can you smell snow? Yeah. Are you team Logan? <laughs> Just yeah, sure. Because you're from the Northeast, I can smell yeah, snow. Yeah, no, too. so we you can, can totally smell snow, man. You <laughs> smell snow in the air. You smell snow on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, pee in the snow. You smell pee in the snow. There you go. There you go. Uh, are you Team Logan, Team Jess, or Team Dean? You don't give a crap, do you? <laughs> I don't even. I'm not even <laughs> Logan. I'm not sure who Logan is. <laughs> Jess. I think was Jess was was is Milo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh I have to say team Dean. Okay. Why? Because I I I really got along with I we were early on when he that was like his first thing, right? Yeah. That's Jess Jared Petter like he's right? 18 years old, yeah. Yeah, I mean it was a lot of fun talking to him back, yeah, you know, yeah. and it was, you know, he was just starting and we we formed a little bond right. for a little bit and then um he became, you know, he went on to both of them, you know, superstars. Yeah, he was a sweet kid. He was, was a sweet very kid. sweet kid. Uh who's the daddy? <laughs> I can't believe wow. I'm asking these questions. Um you're asking me questions. I don't even know what they're in actually reference to. Yeah, who's, who's Rory's who's, baby? Who's Rory's daddy? Yeah. yeah who's, who's the daddy? I don't know. I don't know. Do you care? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I gotta. I, I. You know. I gotta ask a question. I, you know. I, I. Yeah. I gotta show I, respect. I want. I want to hear Melissa McCarthy when she's on. <laughs> What's your best memory of Gilmore Girls? My best memory of Gilmore Girls has nothing to do with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to do with um, uh, shooting on 9-11 mm. and how they uh, now I've, I actually, I, uh, Pamela, um, the, the line producer, I forget her last name now. Um, she, uh, you know, 9-11 happened. I was in LA shooting and my family, my wife and my kid were in New York. And we lived in Soho at the time, mm. uh, which was very close. And he had gone to school that day. And I saw the, you know, the, the towers fall on the, on the news and went to set, went to, went to the studio that morning, right? That I was working that day. Um, everything shut down, obviously. But um, they got me on, they put me in a room. They were so concerned with me getting in touch with my family. And they put me in a room for 12 hours. They uh, patched me through all these ways of trying to get to my, my wife's cell phone. And, you know, just, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was like totally being taken care of in a time when you feel like just, you're, you're just, you know, you're, you're the ground under your feet is just kind of taken. And and did you, did you, how long did it take you to get in touch with your wife? 12 hours. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And, and it was like, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was just incredible and I'll never forget it. And it was, I just felt like it was so it was just so unbelievable they just you know it had nothing to do with the show but then i think the next day we shot or two days later we shot i remember shooting a a scene with lauren in a car maybe yeah it was like a driving scene or something like that and i i and it was just crazy i mean Mm -hmm. you're like 
you're not really like you I was kind of laughing the mm-hmm. whole time and mm-hmm. not really like I don't and and that was the other thing they got me out as quickly as possible they like got me out on the first flight that that when when mm-hmm. when uh flights started going back and I remember I I uh 9/11 was on a Tuesday and they flew me on a Saturday morning it was mm-hmm. like the first one of the first flights that got went out of LA yeah. so it was um I'm what, so a, what a what a terrible experience good god uh 12 yeah. hours of agony wow yeah but that that's my that's my best memory because and other than that uh my 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 best memories are just the whole thing with lauren and just having such a good time um and and with amy and dan uh and never just never feeling threatened that the way i was doing things was was questioned it mm-hmm. was just always you know it was always good and i don't really remember maybe because i i i was so you know busy at the time um i don't ever remember feeling like uh you know like i needed you know to know if he's coming back or you know what's happening right. to max or you know it just what it, it was what it was i think that, yeah i mean that, that's basically it the show that you're binge watching right now I just finished uh, the Kaminsky method. Ah, okay. Uh, cast member you texted most recently? In, uh, on the Gilmore Girls? Yeah. I'm in touch with Amy and Dan. Okay. Okay. A lot. Okay. So have you done uh, an episode of Maisel? I, I, I was on this, this season. Right. Okay, cool. So, okay. So here's a Lauren question. Okay. Uh, did you know that the two of you had a great scene partner in each other because it was so... <clears throat> what's the word ping pongy quick back and forth i mean did you know pretty quickly that you were in really good hands with a yes with, yeah. yes i i knew lauren before the show right um they uh, we were actually in i did three a three episode arc on law and order like in 1996 mm-hmm. and I played a uh, a film director that 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 murders his wife, uh, cuts her up into little pieces, um, and she was in the I don't same know why I show. Think that's funny, it's because yeah, you it were playing. But... Yeah, it was. It, it, <laughs> just I a, touched a... her. I touched her a lot before I shot killed her. I tried to get close. She wouldn't let me. Um, and she was on the show. I forget exactly why she was on the show, but she was on the show. And my agent was like, oh, you, you know, it'd be great. You guys should work together and, uh, it, you know, be fun. And then we met each other and, you know, she was great. And, um, and this came up and uh, I knew that she was just totally special and, and, um, and extremely talented. I, I don't think that I was anywhere near, I mean, I don't know if you had this experience, but I wasn't anywhere near as being able to speak as quickly as uh, I, I, and that was actually, I was, I was lucky that Amy, uh, and maybe this was because it was kind of um, first Amy's, you know, uh, um, she wasn't like as intense about um, dialogue early, maybe, I don't know, but uh, my take on how to do that dialogue was not, uh, not like, you know, like, like rapid fire. Mm-hmm. I needed to be able to, I needed to be able to have some kind of like, you know, ground to it. Right. Um, Whereas Lauren could memorize these lines. I mean, there's, there was 90 pages per script, you know, she yeah. memorized these monologues that, you know, like it was unbelievable yeah. how quick she could kind of yeah. like lay stuff out. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it was totally, I felt like, they, you know, it was a great scene partner and she really was 
Uh, again, she was very giving and very um, free about what I, you know, if I wanted to try something, she would go for it and that, you know, wouldn't be a problem. Um, and, um, you know, she wasn't judgy or anything like that, which always makes it easier because, you know, you work with people that are very judgmental mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, it's like, I'm, I'm completely stuck. It's going to be a long um, day. Yeah, it's it's going to be a long day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, so you have to like, so, so she was great. I mean, she was, uh, uh, you know, a true um, champion of, you know, of, of, of doing work. I never saw her complain about anything. Right. I, you know, that I wasn't part of, you know, if, if, if that was happening, I didn't know about it. Um, she was always like right on, 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 um, on her stuff and, 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 right. and, and willing to, uh, to be a great scene partner. And she was, she was really a great scene partner. You know, I, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my entire career was when, uh, uh, we, we, I mean, we were there at 3am doing a diner scene. It was just the two of us. And she had this big entrance monologue coming into the diner and a huff and the whole thing. And I mean, it was like, it was, it was that much black ink. It was like the whole page and she had to spit it out fast. And not only did she have to do that at 3am after, you know, a monster day of 20 hours or something like that, uh, of working and, uh, you know, 90 cups of coffee we, we both had in us. Uh, Brian De Palma had been there since the afternoon and he stayed, he stayed, he was a fan of the show. His daughter loved the show. Oh. And, uh, I, Galen heard the, the, the mother, the wife, uh, was there, um, as well. I think she was there, but Brian De Palma was sitting right next to camera. Oh my God. Okay. You know how we do our coverage for close-ups. Yeah, he was like, totally. yeah. cameras, the microphone. He was there. <laughs> Brian De Palma. And, it's insane. It's and insane. on her coverage, okay, on her coverage, and uh, she was flawless. She didn't, she didn't flinch. I mean, you talk about being under pressure with like a major director staring you right in the face the entire monologue, and just she wow. did it twice, nailed it. We moved on. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. She, so prof- she's so professional. Yeah. So, you know, and, and yeah, really professional. Yeah. It was cool. And, and I, and I think that she, you know, she must've felt, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really talk to Lauren, but you know, she must've felt, you know, and it, I mean, it's just interesting, like, you know, somebody that, you know, uh, is so successful at, at a show on a show uh, for so long, you know, she really seemed to deal with it really well i mean from my perspective and uh-huh. not ever make it like she's a star or right. you know she was very humble and right. you know um uh, yeah i mean it, i mean, i i found it incredible to, to, you to know what i found incredible is if i were in that position and i were the lead of the show and i was carrying a show like that with so much dialogue and so many hours you, you had to put in every day and i wasn't getting and doing the level of work that she was doing day after day, month after month, year after year, season after season, and not really, I mean, getting recognized or getting nominated at the rate which she deserved. Uh, kind of amazing that it went on for seven years because, right. uh, I mean, we were obligated to six. We did a seventh. Um, but it's like, how long can you go? I mean, like, what's the point after a while? I mean, right. I, I, not that you're doing it to be recognized, but it's like, you know, it starts feeling, you know, it starts feeling bad. Like, come on, you know, maybe, you know, throw us a golden satellite award or something. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> something. Um, 
but it was just odd. It, and it just sort of, I don't know, it, 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 there was this sort of sour taste after a while on set. Like we can do, you know, what we consider to be very high level work with very high level writing and nobody at these academies cares. And it's not going to make any difference. Not that you do it to win the awards or get nominated, but you want to be invited to the party a little bit, right? Yeah, you want to be invited to the party, totally. But you know what? After so many years in this business, I do feel like that, you know, because I too want to be, you know, uh, invited to the party. But I, I feel like that there are, uh, you know, there are things that happen that never get recognized, that mm -hmm. never get, you know, see the light of day in terms of, you know, people kind of um, giving it the credit it deserves. And uh, unfortunately, it's, it, it's for a lot of actors and a lot of shows, a lot of movies that, that don't get that because there are darlings right. that, you know, uh, that, that get chosen. You know, and unfortunately, and I don't mean to like trash, you know, uh, any organization, but, you know, whether it's the Academy or whether it's the Emmys or whether it's, you know, SAG, we all know how things get voted. And, you know, it's... Um, it's not rocket science. It's, right. you know, people, people choose, yeah, people don't necessarily choose what's deserving one year. They choose, you know, what they know. And, right. um, it's not always, you know, the case with, with one particular show. She, she absolutely deserved mm -hmm. an enormous amount of tension for that, yep. for that character. Absolutely. As, 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 um, as, uh, uh, so many so, others. <laughs> no, the, the the girl, the girl from uh, Mrs. Maisel, who um, you know, who's getting an enormous amount of. Attention. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. So, um, which is a similar yeah. uh, character? It's a similar character. Listen, buddy, uh, we know you got to go. You're a busy yes. guy. Thank you yes. for your time. This was amazing. So much fun. It was so great. Much fun. It was great spending time with you. And uh, I think I'm going to send you some coffee. Uh, <laughs> I have my own coffee company. Do you drink coffee? Do you really? I do. Yeah. Uh, send it to me. Definitely. Okay. All right. They'll get I'll, your. I'll, 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 yeah. Yeah. They'll get your yeah, info get, and all we'll get, that. But yes. it was amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're We'd welcome. love to have you back. It's, um, it's great seeing you. Great talking to you. And I am so um, glad that you explained to me that it was really just romance. It was just romantic uh, love and it took precedent over anything. And how honorable of you to say, I'm going to step away from Chilton if it comes to that for this woman, that's the tr true rival on guard. My friend, mm -hmm. on guard. On <laughs> we, guard. We, we will meet again. Um, I hope so. Anyway, hope so. stay well, stay safe. Uh, all the best, buddy. Take care. All right. Talk all right, to man. Soon. Thanks. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee.
Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.